When did you last think, I should go and get my moles and freckles checked? Hey, it's Penny here for another episode of Health Speak, where we introduce you to the many health people in our community who can help you better look after yourself. Whether getting your skin checked is a common thought for you, or whether it's never entered your head until I just sneakily put it there, either way, I bet you've never thought about the role of the person checking your skin, someone like Sue, quite like this. Do you know when you're watching a detective show on TV and they go into a dark room and there's been a crime committed, instead of turning on the light, which you think, come on, they turn on their torch. And I've always thought, what the, you know, turn on the light, get a good look. But that, since I've done this job, I often think of that because what you want to do is you want to look closely You want to look at the detail, and the first thing I do is turn on this tiny little torch and look through what essentially is a magnifying glass. So I guess you could say I'm the CSI of general practice. (laughs) Although I might get a bit of stick for saying that. (laughs) I'll send all feedback your way. Speaking of which, I was going to introduce you... But then I realised I don't really know what you what are. I don't know what to say. What, what exactly is your job? Well, I am a GP by trade, as it were, but I don't do general practice. I've specialised in skin cancer predominantly. Um, and so I spend my life doing skin checks, checking out spots and cutting them out if they don't look good. I think we have a, like an idea in our head of what that might look like. But what happens in this room? I'm in a consulting room. It looks like a doctor's surgery mm. for all intents and purposes. There's a bed over there. But there is a fancy computer with a funny <laughs> scanner looking thing over there. Yeah. Well, when people first come in, it's a good idea to get some sort of idea as to their sun exposure history and family history of skin cancers. Um, Other medical history and and drug history is relevant because some things do predispose people to developing different types of skin cancers. Can I jump in there? Like what? Um, Well, some some things you might not realise, some of the inflammatory conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, some of the more common um, tablets related to blood pressure, all can increase your risk. So it's a good idea to go through people's history before you get down to the, the nitty gritty of the skin check. Okay, so let's do the nitty-gritty now. Well, the first thing is people have to get undressed. And although they come in knowing that, it's always a little bit awkward, but anyway, you've got to get down to your undies. um, And then I just get people to sit on the side of the bed and I start at the back. I uh, start at the top of the head, work my way down, come round to the front. I go over every, every inch of their body with a, a little tool called a dermatoscope, which is like a little torch, I guess, um, with, a, with a magnifying t- attachment. And we just go through like that. And if there's anything that I can treat on the way, something that can be frozen off, I do that. If not, if someone needs a biopsy done, we'll do that as well. So for me, who is covered in freckles. It sounds like that could take a really long time. It can, it can. If someone comes in with hundreds of moles, you've really got to look at each one individually with the dermatoscope. You know, standing back and having a quick overview can eliminate a lot of them, but really you need to have a close look at the, at the, I suppose, the pigment structure of the mole to really make a decision. So there's no way around it. You've just got to look at all of them and that can take time. How often do people get it wrong? So they say to you, oh, I've been worried about this one. 
and you look at it and go, all the nah. time. <laughs> all the time. In fact, the most common thing that people come in worried about is generally turns out to be nothing and I'll do a check and find something that is a concern and it's something they've never even considered. How are you feeling about awareness then? Is it changing? Are people getting better? Absolutely. It, 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 people are far more aware these days. In fact, I'm, of course, I realise I don't see the people who aren't aware, so I might have a slightly slanted view. But, but most people come in saying, oh, I've been meaning to do this for ages or what have you. So the awareness is going up. You must have an incredibly well-trained eye. I think your brain is very good at pattern recognition. And if you're doing it all the time, your brain very quickly switches on to, ooh, what's that? You know, and you go and have a look just because it looks different. So how do you go in summer walking down the street when people are wearing shorts and T-shirts? Do you tap them on the shoulder and go, hmm, you should go get that one checked? You know, (laughs) I really try not to, but I have to confess I have in the past saying, have you had someone look at that one, you know? Um, But generally it's just, oh, watching kids lying in their tummy with very little on, burning that makes me think, oh dear, Maybe, maybe maybe that awareness isn't quite as good as it should be. What do we get wrong about our skin, how it works, and whether or not we have a chance of getting a skin cancer? I think um, sun exposure is is the cornerstone of it. You know, if you don't get sun on your skin, you are unlikely to, to get a skin cancer. I mean, family history does play a role. And if you do have a strong family history of certain types of cancers, yes, you will get them regardless. But generally speaking, it's sun exposure and it's sun exposure as a kid that's important. Your occupational sun exposure is important. And then once again, as you get older. So it's never too late. You know, people go, oh, you know, I had it all when I'm in my 20s and does it really matter now? Well, yes, it does. You know, you've got to protect your skin from the sun. There'll be some people listening to this thinking, ah, I just tan really easily or I've got dark skin. It's fine. Is that, I mean, is that a thing? That is a thing. We've all got different skin types and some skin types do. They do cope better with, you know, with, with, with um, sun exposure. Some skin types will you'll very quickly get a tan and a tan to an extent is protective. However, you still build up that long-term damage. And if you get a tan, sometimes it gives you a sense of false security in that you get a tan, so you're fine. Actually, you're still getting that background damage. So people with the, the blue eyes and freckles um, who burn very easily are actually in the long term probably better off because they stop getting sun exposure. They know it hurts, they get burnt, so they protect their skin, you know. Um, whereas people with protective skin or brown skin don't. They just go out there and get burnt, you know, and, and long term they are at risk. Never thought about it like that. Mm. Is that a conversation that you have to have a lot? Often. Often, and usually with people with tan skin, <laughs> you know, because all those with pale type 1 skins, which are essentially at an increased risk, um, they learnt back in their teens that sunburn hurts and it's, and it's not cool, you know, and so they protect their skin. So long term, they're better off. What, what else can we do to help ourselves Sunscreen. <laughs> Good. It's definitely a go. Um, and that, that's probably the most important thing. You know, h- keeping your skin hydrated, um, dry skin is going to show sun damage much more. It's not going to put you at a greater risk, but it will, will enhance the appearance, I guess. Um, but no, UV protection, that is the cornerstone. If you do find something suspicious, mm. how quick is the turnaround to the cutting out and sending off to the lab? 
Well, the biopsy is very quick. It's usually done at the time. It's a dot of local anaesthetic, which you just inject. Um, stings like mad, but then it's numb. Um, and it's a small core sample, generally speaking, and we'll get the results back in, in a couple of days. Your waiting room is usually pretty full. <laughs> look at the look on your face. I mean, I suppose that's a good thing, though, Sue. It is. <laughs> it is. Great awareness out there. Um, yes, you're right, it is. And I think relating back to your previous question about what people get wrong is, you know, your family doctor is trained in this and some some GPs are very good at doing it themselves, you know, so it's always worthwhile checking. If you think, oh, I need a skin check, ask your doctor. A lot of doctors will say, no, look, it's not my thing. Um, perhaps you better go and see someone. And that's that's fine. But a lot of the time your doctor will go, yeah, of course I can do a skin check. As long as they then pick up their little dermatoscope, you're on to a winning thing, you know. Why did you decide to specialise? Interest. Interest. I find it interesting. <laughs> um, I like the vague detective work about it. I love dealing with um, with people, and I'm fortunate in that everyone who comes into my room is well. So no one is ill. No one's complaining. They all want to be here. <laughs> and and you know, very often if you do find a skin cancer, it's it's a good thing. Well, not a good thing, but they you know you've you've saved someone something. And what is the recommended maintenance of getting our skin checked yeah, that 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 is variable and it's a hard question there's nothing there's no hard and fast rule it depends entirely on your history your skin type how much sun damage you have had how many moles you've got if um for example if you have many moles you've had a, a kidney transplant or something you come in every month um the average person you know, who had a bit of sun as a kid, maybe a couple of sunburns. They keep an eye on their own skin. There's nothing really at the skin check that's suspicious. Might be every five years, as long as they're happy to keep an eye on their own skin and have it checked if they find anything. Working in Australia, uh, is it when you go to international conferences and things like that, is Australia an interest point just because of the way that we live our lives and our climate and everything oh, like that? Ab- absolutely. And most of the, the information, the, the new innovative techniques or, or, or equipment come out of Australia. So it's a good place to be working. It is. It is. <laughs> Busy too. <laughs> You're looking at your arms, aren't you? Or your hands or your legs or whatever bit of skin is exposed right now. There are health people who specialise in skin cancer like Sue all around the country and I'll put some handy links in the show notes to help you find one near you. But like Sue said, you can always check in with your usual GP. This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government.